gentlemen, you could write a book about each of these nine factors, but the goal now is to be very succinct, like the CIA briefing agents about to go into an alien culture. One, wherever you look in the school system, you find dreadful ideas. It seems that only failed, unworkable theories and methods are allowed in the door. The three main examples are sight words to teach reading, common core math to teach arithmetic, and constructivism to teach knowledge. Every idea, every new idea is the same. We are promised a panacea, but it turns out to be poison. Two, ideological corruption is the norm. It said that you can't serve two masters. The education establishment has sworn fidelity to progressivism and social engineering, which means in practice that education is secondary at best. School officials are trying to create a more cooperative child, i.e. a little socialist, not an educated person. Three, we are neck deep in a swamp of lies, jargon, and propaganda. The bonds of trust that should exist between parents and community have been broken. Almost no one can understand the mumbo-jumbo used by experts, nor trust their recommendations. We have a new version of the famous Tower of Babel. It's not a matter of people speaking different languages. Rather, it's a matter of people pushing different agendas and telling lies to do it. Too many people are acting with what our legal system calls bad faith. Suppose I tell you that I can fix your television for 300, but I don't actually know anything about televisions. I just take the money and walk. Four, there is a relentless demand for more money even as results get worse. Money, money, and more money. What does our education establishment do with it all? Well, we've got tens of thousands of largely unnecessary administrators. Most need an office and a couple of secretaries. Meanwhile, the education professors must conduct ever more exotic and largely irrelevant research. And this eats up hundreds of millions of dollars. Finally, some money does flow to teachers, but they have to pay dues to the NEA, which channels that money back to politicians who will support giving ever more money to the schools and teachers so that the education establishment can keep on doing a bad job even while demanding ever more money. Five, the public is kept passive, off balance, and often indifferent. They can't grasp what's going on nor what they should do about it. The children come home with schoolwork that parents can't even understand. The education establishment uses its money and power to keep the public ignorant, dazed, and passive. Trying to understand why sight words don't work and constructivism minimizes the teaching of knowledge must seem like a hopeless project. Parents give up, having concluded that resistance is futile. This is exactly what the education establishment likes to see. Six, the education establishment seems indifferent to the suffering of children, parents, and the society. Students in middle school can hardly read. 
children cry over homework that makes little sense. Older students have never mastered the skills of writing English, doing basic math, or knowing how to find Alaska on a map. Adults with such minimal educations will not be able to get good paying jobs. In short, their suffering will last a lifetime. 7. Many outside influences devastate the schools. In 1983, the Nation at Risk report said the schools are so bad they seem to be designed by a, open quote, hostile foreign nation, close quote. In fact, ever since the Russian Revolution consolidated its victory, the communists and their agents are in the communists and their agents of influence operate throughout the society, trying to diminish anything that makes us stronger. Professional front groups such as the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, founded in 1920, pretend to be disinterested guides to better education when they are more properly understood as self-serving promoters of an agenda. Then came Bill Gates and the Eight, the education establishment is like a cult, rigid and dogmatic. Everyone drinks the same Kool-Aid in order to be admitted. The education cult is like the Catholic Church in that novice priests must embrace the proper doctrine. Similarly, elite educators have to behave and believe the same things. Any religious organization would consider such affirmation completely reasonable, but it would never occur to anybody a hundred years ago that American education would one day function as a church. As that phenomenon became more pronounced, the quality of education predictably dropped. 9. Nearly all of these tendencies came together to create an invincible death star. The education establishment is programmed to protect itself against all challenges from, with, from whatever direction, inside or outside. I once read a story about a space colony that was set up with elaborate defensive weapons. Then a virus killed all the humans on the space station. The Death Star would attack everything it got within a million miles. The only way to reach this death, death star was to first destroy it. Today, American K-12 is that sort of death star, where everything is engineered to perpetuate the status quo. Improvement is impossible, or very nearly so. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade decade. 
the big questions of the 1930s with the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.